Come on in and get cozy. This is episode 45 of the Clean Food Dirty Girl podcast. Do y'all know that if you smile when you talk, you can tell. Like right now, I am smiling, and it's much different if I talk and I'm not smiling. Weird. So I always like to smile because you can hear it in people's voices when you smile. (laughs) Random bit of information there. All right, so I have my family visiting. They've been here for the past few weeks. My uh, older sister, not my sister who I talked about in the previous podcast, I think episode 45, I talked about my oldest sister who has uh, stage four metastatic breast cancer. This is another sister. I have two awesome, awesome sisters, and I am the baby. So the sister that is visiting me and has been visiting for the past few weeks Her name is Annalise, and she lives outside of Amsterdam with her family. And she's been visiting with her husband, Mark, and their daughter, Eleanor. And it's just an an awesome family. My family is just, I was blessed with such an amazing family. So Ellie is uh, 13, and she's been a vegetarian her whole life. She definitely refuses to eat meat and wants nothing to do with it. Annalise eats a little bit of everything and so does Mark. Um, They actually get our meal plans. And so my sister does, um, she's taking a break from them now, but she was batch cooking on the weekend. And then her husband was putting together the meals during the week, which I thought was a really clever way to do it because then it's a shared responsibility. And, um, so anyways, they they love the meal plans and they love to eat whole food plant-based, but they don't eat whole food plant-based all the time. So we have a little ohana in our house, which is uh, the Hawaiian name for a guest house, and it has a kitchen. And so when guests come to visit, they stay in the ohana. It's a separate house from ours. And that way, it's really convenient because they have a kitchen. They can do whatever they want for their food and I'm not feeling any sort of, um, I don't feel a sense of obligation to ever like cook or provide meals for people who are visiting. Now, if I want to, I will, but I don't ever feel like I have to do that or I need to do that. And even if they didn't have their own kitchen, I would still not feel obligated. I would just have them come into my kitchen and make whatever they wanted. And if I feel like cooking, then of course I'm going to cook for them. And I haven't cooked a ton for them, but there have been a few really awesome meals that we've had. And I want to share those meals because I think that these are really, really good meals to have when you have people visiting and when you have different sort of tastes and different sort of um, tastes not really what I meant. (laughs) Different palettes, I guess I should say, and different likes and dislikes, different taste needs. I guess that's what what I was trying to get across. So one of the meals, um, actually, Mark, my brother-in-law, his brother and his brother's 13-year-old were visiting during the first part of their trip. And then my mom and dad live here. So 
this what the first like meal that I had everybody over for. We had, let's see, the five of us, six, seven. So there was nine of us in total. I thought, okay, what am I gonna am I gonna cook for nine people? Like, how do we do this? Or what do I do? And of course, there's so many different options, but I I really liked it. I love menu and meal planning. Shocker, right? <laughs> it's shocking that I enjoy doing that. And so I thought, okay, for this meal, I want to do a taco bar. And so bars like this are very, very handy things to do when you are cooking for different types of people. So I highly recommend giving this a try the next time you have family or friends over, even if you're just having a few friends over for dinner. Um, doing a taco bar is such a fun thing to do. It's relatively easy and it doesn't really matter how people eat. It's like they can custom build their own um, dinner, basically. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain to you how I did it and all of the components that I had spread out. And the really cool thing about this is if you write down everything that you want to go like this, like I did a taco bar. So if I wrote down all the components, then I can be like, and what I did, so I was like, Hey mom, can you make these two things? Hey, Annalise, can you uh, go to the store and get this one thing? Um, Hey Luann, can you make sure we have this? So I just sort of parsed it out and had people do various things so that I didn't have to cook everything. And so that's really handy too. Whereas if I was making, let's say a lasagna, then it would pretty much be me making the lasagna. Maybe I would have my mom make a salad, right? But for the lasagna, it's a lot of work. It's one dish and I can't get any help. So I'm all about working uh, smarter and not harder. <laughs> so that's another reason why I really like doing this because it's a, it's a smart way to, to provide a meal for people. Okay, so on the taco bar, here's what I wanted to have. I wanted to have rice, beans, tofu crumbles, salsa, guacamole, sour cream, slaw, and then like garnish, green onions, cilantro, lime wedges, and then some corn chips on the side. And sometimes I'll make my own corn chips. We have recipes. Uh, we have a few different types of recipes or a few different recipes for um, no oil baked corn chips. Sometimes I'll make those, but in this case, there's going to be nine people. I said, screw it. I'm just going to buy corn chips. So actually I had my sister buy the corn chips. So that's what I wanted to have in my bar. So this was really easy to do, right? I just wrote down the components and then we ate outside to why you can eat outside year round. Um, but we put together one of those like, car, you know, tables from Costco, <clears throat> those plastic tables that you can put up and down relatively easy. I just put a tablecloth on it. And then when it was time to eat, I put all the components on the table, put all of the plates on one end of the table, and then the components of everything on the table. And then on the other side of the table, I put napkins and silverware. And so everybody could grab a plate, make their, make their, uh, tacos, and then sit down and eat. So in order to do this, here's, here's specifically what I did. So I cooked the rice the day of, I actually cooked the rice a couple of hours before we ate so that it, I could just stay warm in the instant pot when I was done cooking it. And then I didn't have to bother reheating it. 
So I made the right, I did, I did like a brown rice with um, lime zest, a little bit of lime juice, some cilantro. I threw a little bit of fresh basil in there, some garlic powder, some onion powder, and did a really nice citrusy, herby brown rice. We have lots of recipes in the in Plant Fueled Life in the recipe vault for rice, kind of elevated rice. Um, it's hard for me to make just regular brown rice without anything in it. Like I, I always need to find a pop of um, flavor. So whether that's dried herbs or fresh herbs or some citrus zest or whatever, I always kind of fancy it up with that. So I made the rice. Um, I made I made the beans the previous day, and I just I made pinto beans, so I soaked them. Actually, I soaked them for 24 hours, and then I put them in the instant pot. I like my beans very very soft, so I like to cook them for longer. I cooked them for like 20 minutes, and then I added some seasonings to them: garlic, um, garlic powder, onion powder, a little bit of salt and pepper. Just really basic. Um, so I had that ready to go. So I just heated those up before, as we were setting up the taco bar right before. And then I made on my batching day, some tofu crumbles to have sort of like, a, maybe what people would normally do with like a beef type of thing. We did tofu crumbles. And then I had my sister make salsa and guacamole. And then I made sour cream, a cashew sour cream. And then I did a really simple slaw. So I did cabbage and red onions. I did like two different types of cabbage, some shredded carrots, some red onions sliced really thin, and then just tossed that with lime juice and salt and pepper and like a little bit of coconut aminos for like a little bit of sweetness. And then I took a bunch of corn tortillas, put them in foil, heated them up in the oven, and I laid all of that out. So that when dinner was ready and when it was time to eat, then, like I said, they grab a plate, they grab some tortillas, and they just fill whatever they want, fill up the tortillas with whatever they want, and then chow. And everybody loved it. So we had, like I said, many different people. There was nine different people, nine different you know, ways of eating and and various tastes, but this is great because like some people didn't want the tofu crumbles, so they just skipped them. Some people didn't want the sour cream. Some people wanted extra sour cream. Some people didn't want the um, the salsa. So it just is totally customizable and people can really do what they want. So it's super, super flexible and it's a really awesome crowd pleaser. So dinner was amazing. We had so much fun. We chatted. We talked about the food. It was a beautiful presentation. Oh, I forgot on here too, that with the garnish, I always do like green onions, fresh lime wedges, chopped up fresh cilantro, just the top everything with. And then I always serve uh, chopped up lettuce to just top everything with lettuce. So I like to go kind of veggie heavy on the kind of toppings. And so this makes a really beautiful presentation on a table when people are getting ready to make their tacos, right? It's very visually pleasing and stimulating for the eyes. And I think I did a podcast a while back on this, talking about the difference between flavor and taste. And so taste is limited to the the taste, taste buds, right? The sweet, salty, sour, 
all of those tastes, um, umami, stuff like that. But then flavor is like this orchestra and taste is part of that orchestra. So flavor comes from different textures and different senses too. So part of the flavors of food is how is like there's a visual component to it as well. So people will prefer food and, and food will have a better flavor if the food looks beautiful and looks vibrant and looks appetizing. That'll add to the overall flavor of a meal, which I find really amazing because I mean, there's no more, there's no other food that's more beautiful than plant-based food because there's such a range of vibrant uh, colors. So anyways, it looked really pretty. And then when people sat down to eat, you know, their, their plates full of food was just bursting with freshness. And so it was a really fun thing to do and it was a big hit. So I wanted to share that. Now, another thing that I did, this was after my brother-in-law's brother had left. So it was Luann, Emmy, and then Annalise and Mark and Ellie. So it was the five of us. And I did a similar thing, but instead of doing tacos, I did baked potatoes. So very, very similar. I get the table out. I put the the uh, plates on one end, and then I put all the different thing, the components, and then I put the silverware and everybody makes their own uh, baked potato dinner. So I had a ton of Yukon gold potatoes. So I baked those in a 370. No, actually, I think it was hotter. I think I baked them at like 425 for like 30 minutes, but I cut the potatoes in half and put them kind of face down on baking sheets and then bake those for, I think, 25 or 30 minutes at 425. And I just did a bunch of them because they're not as big as russets. So I like to do more. And I wanted just a bunch of potatoes on a plate that were delicious, nice, perfectly cooked um, potatoes. So I started with that. And then for the components, I did a bunch of steamed broccoli, not too soft, not too hard. I'm really particular about my steamed broccoli. I don't like it mushy, but I don't want it to be too much work to eat either. So I like I like it kind of tender, but having um, a little bit of a bite to it, but not raw tasting. So some perfectly steamed broccoli. And that usually takes about, I never set a timer, I just kind of eyeball it. And when the, when the broccoli gets bright and green and when I stick a fork in it and it still like holds, then I'll take it off. It's usually about five minutes, I think four, yeah, four or five minutes. So I did the baked potatoes, the steamed broccoli. I did, I just heated up some cans of plain black beans and then I had some cans of hatch green chili that I opened up, drained a little bit, and then put in some bowls. I had some sour cream, so cashew sour cream on the table. I had a cheesy sauce. I think I did the fast food cheesy sauce from the Plant Fueled Life portal because that's kind of one of my go-to cheesy sauces. Super easy, always turned out delicious, really versatile, goes on everything. So I had that cheesy sauce and then I had a bowl of um, black olives and I chopped up a bunch of tomatoes and then I did uh, walnut parm 
And then I also did just a bunch of chopped up lettuce as well to put on the potatoes. I, it's hard for me to eat something without green stuff. So that's what I did. And so that was amazing too, because then people can get a potato and just, you know, I put a fork right on the, I have this beautiful kind of serving dish and I pile up the potatoes really high. And then I put a couple of forks, like bigger forks on the side. And then when people put the potato on their plate, I have them just smash them with the fork a little bit so that they'll hold all the things. And then they can just go at it and put whatever they want on their potatoes. And so again, it's relatively easy once you have the components done. I mean, I baked the potatoes, I steamed the broccoli, I heated up some canned black beans, I opened a can of chili, I already had some cashew sour cream that I made uh, in the fridge, I had a cheesy sauce that I made on batching day, I uh, drained a can of black olives that were already sliced, put those in a bowl, chopped up some tomatoes, and I had walnut parm for my batching day, and that was it. To get all that stuff together is so easy. And it's such a satisfying meal. And again, fun because people can put whatever they want or not on their potatoes. So like my niece took some potatoes and then she put salt and pepper on her plate and um, and then some butter, um, regular butter, not plant-based butter. And that's like she literally just had potatoes with salt and pepper and butter. I'm like, fine. Awesome. Good. She can, she can eat that. Whereas you had everybody else was piling their potatoes up with a baked potato with black beans and green chili. Maybe it's because I'm from New Mexico, but to me, that is one of the pleasures in life right there. Like a fresh baked potato, black beans, green chili with some sour cream, especially if it's the cashew sour cream from the portal. Just, oh my gosh, delicious. Um, so we piled our plates high and we ate outside and we had a fabulous dinner. And again, everyone was happy. Everyone was satisfied. Everybody had a really filling, really delicious meal. And guess what? Nobody, I mean, of course my niece Eleanor was not going to miss the meat because she doesn't eat it, but I had, you know, three meat eaters at the table who were so satisfied. They didn't even realize that the meat was not on the table, that there wasn't meat. And I think that's when I feed people, when I cook for people who are meat eaters, first of all, they know if they're coming to my house, if they want meat, they're going to have to bring it because not only do I not really want to cook meat, but I don't know how to cook meat. So they got to be on their own because it's not going to taste good. And so they know that, okay, it's going to be plant-based. So they already have that in their head. And if, and Hey, if, um, if my brother-in-law was like, Hey, can I bring some, uh, what meat would you even eat on a baked potato bacon? Maybe, I don't know. Like, Hey, can I bring some bacon to the table and put on mine? I would be like, yes, please. Absolutely. Do it up. Like you, as long as you're not asking me to do it, it is fine with me to do that. Now, none of them did, Right. And none of them missed it. Everybody was so satisfied with what they had in front of them that the meat wasn't even on their mind and they didn't even miss what wasn't in front of them. And I really try to do that when I know that meat eaters are coming over for dinner. I really try to focus on having a complete meal that doesn't feel like it's missing anything. It's going to have like you know, it's going to be hearty and there's going to be lots of textures and it's going to be visually really interesting. 
and it's going to, you know, maybe, maybe, um, like if I was making lasagna, I would, and I knew that meat eaters were coming over, I would do a bunch of, um, mushrooms and kind of make them into bigger, uh, chunks of mushrooms so that those meat eaters would have, you know, not that mushrooms are the same as meat, but there would be sort of like a, a bite to it, right? That they could, something they could like sink their teeth in for, <laughs> for lack of a better word. I don't know, but you know what I mean? So I, I, I always try to focus on how can I make a complete meal that is so interesting and tasty that people won't miss it. And like, there's going to be people who are hardcore meat eaters who maybe wouldn't be open to this. And I mean, that's definitely not my family. So I can't speak to those people. And it could be that those people aren't going to be satisfied unless they have me. And then like, that's okay, you know, fine. But I really encourage you to play around with this idea of having these different like bars, right? The potato bar, you could do a burrito bar, you could do the taco bar, you could do um, just bowls, like power bowl bars, right? And I've done that before too, having a base, like some quinoa and then beans and then sauteed veggies and then a couple different sauces and then some, um, you know, sprouts and some sprouted seeds or just various things to build. Super easy, super fun. And it's always, always a crowd pleaser. So the next time you have guests or people over that you are feeding, um, try this out. And I would love it if you took a picture put it on Instagram and tag me or emailed me support at cleanfoodjourneygirl.com and just shared, shared it with me. Cause I want to see what you make and how it went. Okay. I hope that you have a beautiful week and, uh, I hope that you eat so many plants that it's ridiculous. I hope your belly is just full of plants, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Gotta love it. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love it if you could rate and review it. That would mean a lot. And if you want to learn more about our whole food plant-based meal plans, head on over to our website, cleanfooddirtygirl.com and check them out. You can also pick up a ton of plant-based recipes and resources and get inspired to celebrate human imperfection because none of us are perfect. None of us promise. And isn't that a relief? Oh my gosh. Okay. Have a beautiful week and I'll talk to you again soon. Dreamer, come on.